when you say to somebody, I really want you, that's very attractive. But when you, when you communicate them that I need you, then that's very unattractive. So it's a very fine line, but you've got to make sure that, you, that you're in a place inside yourself where you can want something or want somebody, but you don't need them for you to be happy. Are you trying to save your marriage, but your spouse doesn't want to? Author and relationship coach Liam Maiden walks through the various steps to win them back. Stay tuned. Get a gift for yourself and give one to someone else. When you join any level of the Hitch Wine Club right now during the 2013 holiday season, we'll give you a free single bottle gift basket that's stuffed with other goodies such as artisanal chocolates, olives, and more. The gift basket is a $60 value and it can be yours for free. You can of course keep it for yourself or you can just let us know who to send it to. Where else can you buy yourself wine and scratch someone else off your Christmas list? Take advantage of this special holiday offer right now by visiting hitchmag.com and clicking the Wine Club link. Happy holidays! Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com. We have a new guest today. I'm I'm very excited. Uh, Liam Naden uh, is joining us today, and Liam is a relationship coach. He is also the author, having uh, written uh, more than 20 books on marriage and relationships, uh, including uh, The Sexless Marriage Cure, uh, and he has uh, the Growing in Love for Life book series out. One of those books is How to Save Your Marriage When Your Spouse Doesn't Want to, and that is the topic we're going to talk about today. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, first, I want to uh, formally introduce Liam. It's his first time on, and uh, so, well, so I guess, hello, Liam. <laughs> Hi, Steve. Hi, thank you for having me on your show. It's uh, great to be here. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a pleasure. Um, and so you are a marriage and relationship coach. Um, and before we get into today's topic, I first wanted to ask you, what is the difference between a relationship coach uh, from a traditional counselor? Sure. Okay. Great question. I guess there are two main differences, and this is what I say to people when they, when they ask me that question. Um, the first big difference between what I do and what a traditional counselor does is, is I don't really work with people on their specific problems, but what I try and help them identify is what the real cause of their problems in their marriage are. And just to give you an example, I think, um, or an, an analogy I like to use is if you think about a house, you know, you walk down the, the stairs one morning and there are cracks on the wall. You can fix those cracks on the wall, you can paper over those cracks, but if you don't get underneath the house and find out what's causing those cracks to happen, then the next day you come down the stairs, you're going to find more cracks there. So that's the, that's the first big difference. Instead of, uh, you know, often when we go to a counsellor, we, we tell them what the problems are, and we try and, we try and resolve things on a, on a problem basis. What I really do is help people find why those problems are occurring. Okay. And the second, the second big reason, uh, big difference between what I do and traditional counselling is 
with traditional marriage counselling is that that very very much I get I, I work with people on showing them that that their relationship with their spouse is really nothing more than a relationship or very, nothing more than a reflection of the relationship they have with themselves. So the key really to changing their marriage situation is to work on themselves. So in fact, a lot of the work I do is with individuals. And you know, you talk about the topic today, how to save your marriage when your spouse doesn't want to. People in that situation, you know, they're very much on their own. And so I work with those people and make them realize that you know, it's about focusing on yourself and changing yourself. And when you change yourself, when you understand yourself and you change how you work and what you do, that's when you're going to be able to change your marriage situation. Mm-hmm. So those are the two real, real differences, if you like, in terms of being a coach rather than a counselor. Okay. Uh, well, we have a we ha- as you mentioned, we have a, a pretty good one today, uh, and I, th- I, I guess my first question about uh, today's topic, which is uh, how to save your marriage when your spouse doesn't want to, is is it a common problem? Um, I, I mean, I think we've all heard of this before, but is it a common situation? Yes, well, it, I think it's a very common situation, and, and you know, when you think about it, um, being in a marriage, you. It's it's a relationship between two dynamic entities. People change, and very often, you know, if you're not growing together in a marriage, you're growing apart. So it's probably not that surprising, and it, and I'd I'd say certainly probably the majority of the people who come to me are in the situation where things have just changed between them and their spouse, and their spouse wants out. There's, you know, they wake up. There's a whole host of different reasons why, but they wake up one day or happens over time and decide they really don't want to be there. And for the person who has is, who is, you know, dropped that bombshell, if you like, it's a very difficult situation to deal with. But it, but it is a very common situation, I think. And, of course, the other thing I should say about that, it's a very difficult situation to deal with in, in a traditional sense that it's not the sort of thing that counseling can really help you much with because, obviously, you know your spouse if they want to leave they're not going to be very open to going to counseling with you mm-hmm. so it's a big a big problem and a very difficult it's probably i would say the most difficult situation anyone's going to face in their marriage is if their spouse wants to leave and they want to keep them yeah so but i mean when you when you say uh counseling won't help like couples counseling won't help the the individual who's trying sure. to save the marriage they could still go and work on themselves correct Oh, for sure. Yeah, I guess it's a different uh, a different scenario. That's sort of individual coaching, individual counseling, yeah. for sure. Okay. Mm. Um, so what is the biggest thing that people th- do wrong when they're trying to save their marriage uh, when their spouse wants to end it? Do wrong, right. Well, unfortunately for most people, uh, they do pretty well everything wrong. And the reason <laughs> for that is <laughs> what seem- their automatic reaction is what they think is the right thing to do. And usually it turns out, to be the wrong thing, but but I guess the biggest thing um, that I've noticed that people do as a reaction first off um, when their spouse wants to end the marriage is that they try to change their husband or their wife's mind. Mm. You know, and they try and they do that in lots of different ways. Um, but they need to realize, of course, that you know their their husband or their wife wants to leave because they're not happy and they're not enjoying being married to you. You know that's the the stark reality of it. So if 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 you use try to use a technique or a strategy to change their mind, 
all you're really doing is putting more pressure on them, making them feel less happy about you, less happy about your situation, and uh, you know, even more likely to want to leave and, and leave more quickly. So, you know, the problem is, of course, people get very, they they get in a panic and they get very stressed and they think, oh, well, what if I don't try and change their mind? They're just going to leave anyway. What do I do? But but that that is the biggest problem. Is uh, you know, people are employ all sorts of strategies to try and get their spouse to change their mind, to reconsider, and to somehow miraculously want to be with them. Okay. <laughs> so if you, yeah. if you, if your spouse uh, comes to you and says, I, I want out of this marriage, I want a divorce, uh, and you say, no, I want to save this, and you're not supposed to try and change their mind, what are you supposed to do then instead? Okay, well, I first, you know, obviously the first thing to do is not to panic. I mean, if you've been married for 15 years and, and your spouse tells you they want to leave, you know, that you might not get them to change their mind uh, in, in a day or a week or a month, but, but there are things that you can do to get them to see that they might actually want to change their mind. I mean, I said you shouldn't try to change their mind, uh, but there are ways that you can allow them to see or to realize that they don't actually want to leave you. And I guess the key to that, or to make it clearer on what, what I actually mean by that, is to say that, um, you know, is to realize your, your husband or your wife, they want to leave because they're not happy. Now, that's pretty obvious. So why aren't they happy? They, their emotional needs are no longer being met by you or, and, and your marriage situation. So what you've got to really do, instead of reacting and panicking, if they tell you they want to leave, you've got to think from from their perspective, really, and say, well, all right, they want to leave, so they're not happy. They don't find me attractive. They don't find our marriage an attractive place to be. How can I actually turn that around? How can I make myself more attractive? That's the first thing. And I don't just mean in, in looks. I don't mean, you know, if you're a woman to go out and you know change your hairstyle, get some new clothes, and and uh, put on a lot of makeup, mm-hmm. but how how can I be that attractive person that they first were attracted to when we first got together? And maybe I need to think about all of the things that I've stopped doing and being over over time, which we all naturally you know we put in less effort to our to our marriage and to ourselves. So what are all those things that they that they that make me an attractive person? What are the good qualities of my personality? What are the good things about my values, the way I look at life? You know, do I have any goals? Am I the sort of person that not only they're going to be attracted to, but everyone else in, in my life is going to be attracted to? How can I be a more dynamic, attractive person? Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing. And that's when I, why I said right at the beginning, I, I really work with people to, to change themselves and to realize that it's their relationship with themselves and how they feel about themselves that's going to be projected onto their relationship with their spouse. So mm-hmm. that's a really key thing, and people lose sight of that, and they, you know, they want to blame their spouse for wanting to leave, but you know, they've got to take some responsibility. I mean, it, it, for for the fact that maybe they're not as attractive as the person, they're not putting as much effort to being their true self and their attractive self as they used to be. Yeah, and I think the other thing. The second thing is they need to also think, well, how can I make the environment of our marriage a more attractive place to be? And, you know, so many people, regrettably, we, we tend to put our marriage as a lower priority in our life than so many other things. You know, our career becomes important, our finances, our children, 
uh, other family members, other friends. And what tends to happen is all those other things suddenly become a higher priority. And the marriage becomes, if you like, the place that gets all the brunt of the problems dumped on it. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, when you, and again, I think a really good question people can ask themselves is, what were the things that we used to do together that made our marriage a fun place to be? And some of those things, I'm not just talking about you know, doing, hanging out together and doing fun stuff. But it could be simple things like just smiling each, at each other and, and laughing at each other. You know, it's amazing how many people I talk to uh, in my coaching. And I say, you know, when was the last time you told a funny story to your spouse? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they, you know, they're not thinking in, in hours. They're thinking in years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's just simple things like that. And how can I take the pressure? You know, when we got together, we didn't talk about our problems. We didn't look at the bad things or the, we didn't try and change our spouse and look at all the negative aspects that we perceive. We didn't criticize them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't try and change them. We didn't put pressure on them. We just had, And we just had an easy, fun time. So that's what people need to get back to. And that's why I'm saying, you know, when you're trying to change your spouse's mind, you're putting pressure on them. Yeah. So you need to stop. You need to think, I've got to take the pressure off because that's an environment people want to be in, and, and oftentimes people want to leave their marriage because they feel that somewhere else is going to put, have less pressure for them than where they are at the moment. So you need to be that place. You need to be that attractive, exciting, no pressure, easygoing, you know, and, and even, dare I say it, say to your spouse, you know, if you want to leave, well, that's up to you. I'm not going to put pressure on you. Very difficult to do. Yeah. It's interesting because um, part of the reason they may want to leave is because they feel they're getting constant pressure from you in the first place. And so by exactly. applying apply, by applying that extra pressure isn't really going to help the situation. Um, and, and you're right. I, I was thinking as you were talking and uh, discussed this before on past episodes, but we, we constantly take um, the small courtesies uh, for granted that we – show other people in our lives. So we will go to the office and show our coworkers courtesies that we then get rid of once we get home and begin to take our, our family for granted. Um, and it's, I'm glad you brought those points up because it is one of those things where you need to step back and reflect and, and think about how you are acting and how that may be affecting those around you. So that's so true. And, you know, I think marriage, and this is one, one of the reasons when I work with people in the coaching situation and I say to them, you know, it's, it's about working on yourself. You can almost think of your marriage and your relationship as um, being like any other area of your life that you want to improve, whether it be, be your health or your finances or your general happiness level or, or your fitness or anything like that. And when you think about it, if you want to be – if you want to be um, – develop a fit, healthy body. It doesn't happen in a day. It happens very, very slowly over time in all of the small things you do every day. You know, it's deciding not to eat that piece of cake that day. It's deciding to do some press-ups in the morning or go to the gym. And we forget that in in relationships, it's exactly the same. And I I know Tony Robbins has an expression. I I think it's really good. And he says that most people overestimate what they can achieve in a year and underestimate what they can achieve in a decade. Mm. And I think that's so true when it comes to marriage. It's, it's the little things every day. It's just, you know, one exercise I get people to do is just to say, write down every day 
before you go to sleep or even just think about it, what's two things you really admire about your husband or your wife? Mm-hmm. Really simple thing to do, but it can absolutely transform a relationship over a relatively short period of time. Yeah. And one so of the. You're right. Oh, go, go ahead, please. No, no, I was just going to say you're absolutely right. It's the little things that we. we, we I mean, I've been through the situation where um, I lost everything in my life, and I realized it was the result of making a bad choice in a relationship, in a marriage. And I think most people would say that. Um, you know, the biggest impact on every area of your life is going to be a divorce or the end of a end of a relationship. So, it really is the thing that has the greatest impact on our happiness, good and bad. So, it's the thing we should really make our, our highest priority. Mm-hmm. And it's funny and because we don't. yeah, it, it's funny because when you ask people what's the most important thing in their life, uh, the first two, and you know, you can swap the order depending on the person, but it's it's uh, their spouse and their kids if they have kids, right? Or kids and their spouse. And then you ask them, what have they done recently that demonstrated that? And they'll have to think a long time. A lot of people, at least will have to think a long time before they can come up with something that they did. Uh, that was specifically to show those people that they mattered to them. Um, and, That's right. And getting back to your yeah. Tony Robbins thing, I think what's unique and special about marriage is you have the comfort and luxury of time. Um, you, you, like you said, it, you don't have to try to accomplish these things in, in 24 hours or a year. You have a decade to really turn things around. And that's that, that is something that's unique in the relationship that you have with marriage. Um, these aren't, college friends that might disappear in a couple years, um, this person's supposed to be with you for a really long time. So I think that can change maybe the, the perception that somebody may have about working on the relationship. Absolutely. And of course, um, the topic of our talk today, you know, how to save your marriage when your spouse doesn't want to, that's the thing people don't or often don't realize is that, all right, some, your husband or your wife comes in and says they want to end the, end the marriage. Um, it might appear like, you know, that's it. You, you've got to do something there and then. But you can actually make a start. Um, you, you might not turn the situation around instantly. Um, but just as your your marriage, your relationship is a long-term thing, so also is restoring your relationship a long-term thing as well. And as long as you persevere with that, um, you can turn things around. I have a, a program. I've, I've got a couple of online programs. But my most popular one is... is um, a seven-day program on how to stop your divorce when your spouse doesn't want to. And it's a seven-day program, but it's not about saving your marriage in seven days. It's about laying the foundation which allows you to work on rebuilding your relationship and getting them to want to to come back to you. Mm. So, again, I think if people are in that situation, they need to realize it took a while to get to the point where your spouse wants to leave you can you can bring them back, but it, it may take a little while as well. But it, it's not a case of panicking. Yeah. Okay. And you know, getting back uh, to that point of your spouse comes in and tells you that they they want to leave, and and you're trying to save it. Uh, but what 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 can you do if they just won't communicate with you any longer? That's a really interesting one, and I about this whole area of communication. And I, and I think, you know, there have been vast books written on communication techniques and, and how do you get someone to communicate with you. But, but again, if you look deeper, 
you know, again, I, I see com lack of communication as a symptom. And what is the real issue here? The real issue, issue here, if they won't communicate with you, is they don't want to communicate with you. It's not a question of they don't know how to or you're not saying the right things. They simply don't want to. So, again, you need to think, how can I create a scenario where they do want to? And that situation is going to be dependent on, on them feeling good about you. Mm -hmm. So if someone's not communicating, you can't force them to, you can't do all of those things like threaten them or um, try and make them feel bad or tell them they should communicate with you or, or try and get them to do anything else. You've got to create an environment where you're such a, a good person to be around that, pe that they'll want to communicate with you. I hope if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you've really got to say, you've got to think, what's in it for them? Why would they want to communicate with me if all I'm doing is nagging, talking about our problems, telling them I don't want them to leave and that I'm heartbroken if they, because they want to leave and I'm really upset or I'm angry or, you know, why can't we go to counseling or you don't care about me, you don't care about the children, you know, all of those things. I mean, it's, it's, it's just a recipe for the other person to want to run away faster. Yeah. It, it, it reminds me of um, if, if you have a friend who mistreats you all the time and uh, they invite you over to, to play and you tell them, well, why would I want to play with you? You never treat me well. And it's kind of the same situation here. If, uh, you know, you haven't been treating me well. Why do I want to talk to you now? Just because exactly. you're now waking up to the situation that I've suffered through for who knows how long, um, mm. you know, I think I think you're on point with you know you have to start demonstrating the change that would want them uh, to to open up and talk to you once again. Absolutely, and I and I think we've created in society this uh, this conditioned. Uh, belief, if you like, that you know we have a contract with marriage and a contract. Uh, equals obligation mm. and therefore what people often feel is if their husband or their wife tells them they want to leave their, their feeling is but hang on they can't because they have an obligation to me because we are married and I think people need to get away from thinking that your spouse your husband or your wife has any obligation to you you know the, the, the only sort of relationship or marriage you want to have is where you and they are only there because you want to be Mm -hmm. Not because you feel you have to be or you have some piece of paper that says, you know, we have some sort of obligation. So that's very important if they want to leave. You need to get away from making, from having any feeling that um, they can't leave somehow or it's bad for them to want to leave or it's wrong for them want to, to want to leave. You know, if, if they want to leave, it's because there's something not right and that you need to take responsibility for as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, in in a in a more I guess dire situation, um, it may be that the person has already upped and left. Uh, they packed their bags. Yep. You came home one day and they were gone. Is is it too late at that point, or can a marriage still be salvaged? Well, I guess you need to. Another way of asking that question is: Is it ever possible to have a, a new relationship with somebody? And if you look at it like that, you know, it's a, you know, even if you forget the marriage situation, and again, you know, I just mentioned the idea of a contract, but if you could just imagine you and your spouse weren't married to each other, um, and you saw them in the street, and you thought, that's a really attractive person, I want to be with them. You know, what would you do? Well, firstly, would you say to yourself, 
oh, well, we've been together in the past and they've, they've gone off, therefore uh, I can't have a relationship with them? Or, or would you have some other excuse? Or would you say if it was a, you know, if it was a fresh relationship, you wouldn't have any of that, that past baggage, if you like, to condition mm. or to color your belief as to whether you want to have a relationship with that person? So I think the answer is most definitely if you really want to have a relationship and a loving relationship with anybody, you can. But it really comes down to two things. And I think, the, and that really comes down to one thing, but two sides to the one thing. The first thing is the, there are only two reasons why you wouldn't be able to get your husband or wife back into a relationship with you, no matter where they are. And the first reason is if you decide you don't actually in the end want to. You know, you might have moved on with your own life and decided, well, actually, you're a lot happier without them. And that's a good outcome as well to have. And the second reason, and really the main reason why you won't be able to get your spouse back if they've already left, is if you give up. Mm. You know, I've heard of, heard of cases of people, you know, they've, they've got divorced and got remarried. Yeah. You know, it happens quite frequently. So, but if you give up on it, then all is lost. But, you know, it can be months, years, they can be with somebody else. If you keep working on yourself, doing the right things, being that attractive person and really making it your goal to create a loving relationship with them again, then it's never too late. So ultimately, it, it, it sounds like um, it's not even uh, trying to win them back per se or change their mind. It's really working to make yourself once again attractive to them so that they choose you once again. That's right. And you know the most attractive thing in the world that anyone can be is being truly happy. You know, if you see somebody who's truly happy being themselves, who's living their life to the full, they're not worried about what anybody else thinks, they're, they're, you know, they're really happy with who they are, they know themselves, they've got goals, they've, they've got reasons for getting up in the morning and they're really excited by life, those are people who are very, very attractive. Mm-hmm. So that's how you make yourself attractive uh, to your to your husband or your wife is by being yourself. I mean, you're the person that they fell in love with to start with. Yeah. So if you can really develop all that, develop yourself, you know, it's a, it's a bonus. If you like. I mean, people, when they first come to me and, and people and, and they're looking at a divorce and they want to save their marriage, I, I really turn it around and say, well, the most important thing is for you to be happy. And it was interesting. I had a gentleman who, whose wife wanted to leave him and he was, she'd been through a bit of a, crisis and just decided she wanted to leave and um, I got him to focus and work on his own happiness and he contacted me later and he said look thanks you know she she's come back the marriage is great all is going well but I've got another problem all the women in the office are flirting with me (laughs) (laughs) so and that's the situation you really want to be where you say to your spouse look I'm I love my life I love who I am I would love to have you as a part of it because I love you as well my happiness is not dependent on you being in my life. And if you can get to that stage where there's no pressure on them, but you're a wonderful person to be around, I mean, you know, chances are they're going to come stampeding back. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is if they don't come back, then you still win because you are a much happier person and you're a better person. And that really, at the end of the day, is why we get married in the first place, mm-hmm. is to be, to be happy. So, you know, it's a bit of, you win both ways it, by working on yourself. Yeah, it, it's funny you, you mentioned the, uh, the scenario where if you, the fresh start where if you met this person on the street without the baggage and whatnot, 
Um, but you actually do have a little bit of knowledge that they do, or at least at one point in time, found you attractive. So you, so you go. So if you were to step in, step in front of a, a person on the street randomly and um, and tried to woo them, you wouldn't know where you stand. But with this person, you at least have the knowledge of knowing, like, I have a shot because I was there once before. Exactly. But it's a funny thing. You have to. You almost have to. Det- to detach yourself from wanting them back or from needing them back, I should say. You can mm-hmm. communicate to them, you know, I, I really want you. And, and when you think about it, in the whole attraction field, that's a very powerful, it's the way it works, is when you say to somebody, I really want you, that's very attractive. But when you, when you communicate to them that I need you, yeah. then that's very unattractive. So it's a very fine line, but you've got to make sure that you that you're in a place inside yourself where you can want something or want somebody, but you don't need them for mm-hmm. you to be happy. Yeah. And I guess that's the difference between, you know, when you, when you approach somebody and you're attracted to them and you want to communicate you're attracted to them. But, you know, the, the second you say, well, I, but hang on, if, you, if you're not attracted back, then my, my life's going to end. <laughs> yeah. Then, you know. Yeah, you're right. There is a definitely a, a big, big, well, there, there is a, a definite line between desire and need. So that's a great mm. point. Um, is there any other, um, any other tips or advice that you want to toss out there before we wrap it up or, or have we nailed all the big points? I think we've nailed all the big points really. I, I think sometimes people make things more complicated than they actually are. And again, that's what I try and do is help certainly in my programs and the things I do is help people um, if you like, see the perspective or or the the overall perspective, or, or try and get a, an understanding of the foundations and what's really driving things, rather than looking at individual problems and saying, "Well, how do I solve this?" You know, and and how do I stop this from happening? And what happens when we argue? And how do I st- stop the arguments? Or how do I get them to to open up and communicate with me? It's very important to to think what this whole attraction thing. How can I be the best person, the most attractive person I can be that's going to make them want to be with me. Mm-hmm. And we, I think that's what we should do even if we've got a happy marriage. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's interesting. I, we, have, um, we have a few guests that are regularly on the, on the podcast here, and uh, one of them uh, constantly preaches uh, action-reaction. So you do something and you – by you doing things, it will get the reaction that you want when you do your positive changes and you're essentially reiterating exactly what they preach as well, which is you have to take care of your own stuff. And, uh, because unless you do that there, you're not going to get the change that you want out of the other person. You can't just ask for that change and they're going to magically do it. So. Absolutely. And I think, you know, people, there are three areas uh, that people try to change Two of them will never work and one will work. People try to change their spouse and that never works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they try to change their marriage situation and that never works. But the one thing that you've got total control over that you can change is yourself. And when you do that, that totally works and everything else changes as a result of it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, if you want to change your spouse and their behavior, work on changing yourself. You'll be amazed at the difference it makes to them. Yeah. 
I let you know what that is such a great uh, exclamation point to this episode. Let's stop it there. <laughs> right, cool. um, but great. I want to I want to thank you very much for your time. Uh, you know, I I mentioned your your book series, Growing in Love for Life, um, and you have a book out, How to Save Your Marriage When Your Spouse Doesn't Want to. Um, you also have the Sexless Marriage Cure, um, and this is all available on your website, LiamNaden.com. That's L I. A M N A D E N dot com. Anything else that you'd like to plug? Well, I've got a lot of other stuff on my website as well. I've got uh, my own podcast. There are 35 episodes of the Growing in Love for Life podcast that people can listen to, um, download, and listen to. And also, there's a free report on my website as well that people can download, which is called The Five Keys to Saving Your Marriage Now. So, again, if uh, people want some help, more help there's plenty of stuff on there um, that hopefully they can get some value from okay and I'll tell you what we will um, on our podcast page we will link uh, to Liam's website uh, again that's liamnatum.com but if you can't remember that uh, go to our website hitchmag.com on the podcast page uh, wherever whatever episode number this winds up being <laughs> I don't know off the top of my yeah. head uh, we'll have a link there for you where you can find all of Liam's uh, resources and books and information and podcasts uh, so check that out um, uh, what about the social networks are you on the social networks as well um, I'm on Facebook under Growing in Love for Life and there's uh, different, different information that's uh, available there as well okay um, and as you guys know, if you're a regular listener, we are on uh, all the social platforms. So Facebook, Tumblr, Twitter, Pinterest, Google+. Um, find us there. If you have any questions, uh, send us. An, we have an email button on our podcast page. You can uh, hit me on Twitter. I'm at Hitch Media. Um, and uh, I think that's it for this week. Um, so one last time, Liam, I want to thank you very much for your time. It was a, a pleasure and uh, very insightful. Oh, thank you, Steve. It's been a real pleasure being on the show. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Okay, that's going to do it this week, everybody. Uh, take care. Bye.